Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Eli McCann. Unfortunately, we're missing Nick Morley. Rude. He has work. Like Rude. a loser. How's it going, Eli? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Tell me what you've been watching. I meant to mention last week, I, on your recommendation, binged the entirety of Dairy Girls. Oh my gosh. Look, Dairy Girls is one of the best things I've seen on Netflix in a long time. I think that the pilot is the funniest thing I've ever seen. The pilot is really good, but the show doesn't get worse after that. No. There's only like seven episodes or something. I think six. Six. It's yeah. not very long. But this is a show about girls in Ireland in the 90s attending a Catholic school. And it is just phenomenal television. It's very funny. It's thoughtful at times. Because yeah. in the background of the stories that are happening, like these kind of insane stories, is the troubles of Ireland. And it is just really a really fun show. I think that that cast is probably the best cast around. All the supporting players oh my gosh. are just as funny as the core cast. There's the head nun yeah. in that show. I want the entire show to just to be about her. Incredible. She's like this very sarcastic, snarky. Deadpan. Deadpan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the last scene of the series, which I will not spoil for you, but I like actually cried. You said series and Siri perked up. Oh. Oh, she's still going. And she's recording everything that we're saying. <laughs> I hate these stupid phones. <laughs> so I watched Dairy Girls. Stop. I watched Dairy Girls. That was great. You also recommended that I watch Russian Doll. Yeah. So I watched the first episode. and You've told me that I need to give it more than one episode. I had kind of a hard time with it. So it's that woman from Orange is the New Black stars in the first episode. Anyway, I don't know if she's in the whole series. Natasha Lyon. Yeah. The one with the big curly hair. She's like a lesbian. Well, they're all they are. narrow it down in Orange is the New Black. And she's sort of this bombastic, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. she's the exact same character. Yeah. In Russian Doll. And I was already sick of her in Orange is the New Black. Oh, sure. So as soon as it started, I was like, ooh, this is going to be rough. And the first episode is a very Groundhog's Day plot. Yeah. And that is kind of an exhausting plot to watch because you get through all this stuff and then it kind of starts over several times. So tell Sweet me. Sweet birthday, baby. Oh. So... Why does the show get better without spoiling I it? I, yeah, I can't, can't tell you without spoiling okay, but it. But I need to keep it but up. I, I mean, guess. you might hate it. I can see why people would hate it. I couldn't even make it through the first episode. We were watching it. I was like, I can't do this. Let's watch something else. Steven continued watching it. He's like, it's really good. Okay. So I tried again. And it took, I think, two episodes, and then I was in. Okay. All right. I'm going to give it a try. I will keep going, but... It shifts tones quite a bit. So just when you're starting to get bored, it takes like a sharp left turn. And then it does the same thing a number of times. Okay. This is a show everybody's talking about, so I don't know. It's a, it's a cultural touchstone. Yeah, it's a cultural touch. You and I both watched Bohemian Rhapsody, not together. <laughs> no. And <laughs> so... I got the impression from your texts that you didn't like it because you texted me multiple times. This is so stupid. This is garbage. Yada, yada, yada. Anytime they weren't singing, mm -hmm. I was in pain. Okay. When they were singing, I was like, this is great. It's Queen music. It's yeah. the music of Queen. Who doesn't like Queen? Yeah. I will say, I think I liked the movie a lot more than you did. Yeah. I don't love the movie. Yeah. I would recommend it to most people, though, weirdly. Because it was just kind of a fun viewing experience. Like, I was very entertained the entire time. The dialogue is pretty bad. Yeah. The script's rough. The script is rough. 
And there are so many cheesy, cheesy lines in this thing. You texted me the one that I like laughed out loud when it actually happened in the movie where he's like with his wife or girlfriend at the time. And he's like, when I'm in front of the crowd and everyone's cheering, I couldn't sing off key if I tried. And it's gaggy. It's bad. It's bad. But the music is super fun. Well, it's Queen. The movie is fun to look at. They do a good job kind of getting this 70s, 80s vibe. And what's his name? Who plays Freddie Mercury? Oh, um, uh, Rami Malik. Yeah. He's good in it. He's, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's really good. And he's he's fun to watch. I in wish that they part. hadn't given him the teeth because the teeth are really distracting. Well, they had to make him look like Freddie Did Mercury. They? Yeah, you want him to look like Freddie Mercury. I don't think they had to do the teeth. It was a little comical. Yeah. Like it was a little much. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. But he was great. He did a good job. He brought a good energy to this film. This should not win Best Picture. No. If this had not been nominated for Oscars, do you think you would have liked it? No. There's a no, conversation. I don't. A that con- long pause was me thinking, yeah. and I don't <laughs> think so. This is a conversation I keep having with people about A Star is Born, where if A Star is Born did not get critical acclaim and didn't get nominated for awards, would I hate it as much? I think I wouldn't hate it as much. I think if it had not been talked about and it was just some movie that like, oh, what's this? Let's go see it. I would have come out and been like, oh, it was fine. That was fine. But I think because it's gotten so much attention, it has made me hate it because I feel like the attention is undeserved. And I feel a little bit that way about Bohemian Rhapsody as well. I think that if this movie had gotten no awards attention... I would have come out of it and been like, ah, that was great. That was great. Everybody should go see that. Yeah, I don't. Okay. (laughs) And we'll get more into the nominations because that's what we're talking about today. But it wasn't about anything really. It wasn't even really about Freddie Mercury. He died of AIDS. Mm. And that was a minor part of the movie. Was it? Yeah. They threw it in toward the end like, oh, and by the way, he has AIDS. I feel like they kind of like skirted around the gay lifestyle thing. They like there was a lot of innuendo about that. Yeah, and it was like this is his story, and you're not telling it fully. This is a movie for my parents mm-hmm. and my grandparents. Do you think it's because the other bad members are still alive that they well? Had to I've be a heard lot more that's careful? part of the problem because okay. one of the band members was a consultant. Actually, he's a producer, and that bothered me too. Any conflict within the band was resolved immediately. Yeah, yeah. It was too easy. Yeah. They just wrote themselves out of a lot of things that should have been more conflict, more interesting story. They write all of the band members' characters to be very likable. Yeah. They're all four extremely likable in the movie. Even in conflict, it's like, oh, I'm on everyone's side here. They're not the... And I do wonder if this was produced by people who had nothing to do with the band, but just kind of like investigated the band and studied it. Yeah. If those characters would have been a lot less likable. Right. There's no way you can look me in the eyes and tell me that all of them were on board for the song Bohemian Rhapsody the first time they heard the concept. There's no way. That scene was so cheesy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They're going to love it. The people will love it. It's like, mm, they opera. might not. They might not. It's opera in a rock song. Like, you're taking a real risk here. You need to acknowledge that maybe you were a little hesitant to begin with because that's absurd. And it worked, but, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We've been talking a lot 
about one movie. It, so needs, it needs to be talked about because <laughs> I have some problems. Anyway, what else have you been watching? Uh, that's kind of it. What have, what have you been watching? Uh, 10.15 on Hulu. Oh, yeah, yeah, You texted me about this. Yeah, so it's a show. These two girls who wrote it, two comedians, are playing middle school students, which is a funny concept. What really makes it funny is that the rest of the cast, the actual middle school students, Students are played by middle schoolers, so twelve and thirteen year olds. So like, and the leads are how old? Thirty. In their thirty. So okay. a thirty year old girl is dating like a twelve year old, and she's <laughs> a good foot taller than him, and, and clearly a woman. And it's they're exactly like my age in uh-huh. it. So they're in middle school in the year I think it's nineteen ninety nine, and so the clothes they're wearing, it's like they raided my closet when I was thirteen. <laughs> It's impeccable. And they go to Blockbuster and get a VHS and you'll see the Blockbuster logo on it. And they sign on to AOL and you like see the old school modem in their house. It's just oh, really fun. So what kind of comedy is it? Um, is it like dark comedy? It's pretty dark. There's okay. actually one episode I skipped because it was like a little too sexually explicit for okay. me. Okay. Which is I'm not a rude when it comes to the media I consume. Mm-hmm. And I was still like, I'm kind of grossed out by this. Mm-hmm. So there's some of that. It's touching at times. Okay, I feel like anyone our age would appreciate it. Okay, The hair they do, it's incredible. So that Russian doll, yeah. I really liked. Did you um, finish it? Yeah. Okay. Because it's only eight episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. They are short. Which makes it I don't know. An hour can become a slog or even like the 40 minute format. You're like, oh, this is a commitment. Yeah. But it's very bite sized pieces. Steven and I have a podcast we really like called How Did This Get Made? Oh, yeah. yeah. You've talked about where they talk about really bad movies Mm -hmm. and the production of those movies and the terrible choices that were made. Um, One of the more recent episodes is about a movie called Little Italy. So we decided to watch it to see if it was really as bad as they said it was, and it was worse. (laughs) What is it? It's a romantic comedy about two people in Little Italy, Toronto, not New York, Toronto. Mm -hmm. And they were childhood friends, and they fall in love, and it's like real bad. But what makes it offensive is all the stereotypes in it. Not only is it Italian stereotypes, but there's also two Indian characters, and the stereotypes about them are awful. Mm -hmm. There's like a couple black people and they're the most black people black people that have ever been in a movie. Like it's just, and it was made in 2018. So you're like, ah! (laughs) It's real bad. So if you want to be miserable, check out Little Italy. Okay. And then just a couple podcasts. I've been listening to The Dropout, which is about Elizabeth Holmes who started Theranos, that blood testing company that everybody was freaking out about because they were going to change the way you tested blood. They were Mm. just going to take a prick of blood And that was all you needed to run multiple tests. But it was like a complete sham. Mm. She was valued, I think, $7 billion Uh before it was exposed. Super fascinating story. And then another one that I just discovered, thanks to someone on Instagram stories, called Criminal, where every week they do a story about a different criminal. And they're not all murder, but they're all true crime. And some of them are funny. Some of them are... Touching, I don't know. It's good. It's really that good. sounds like a Meg podcast. Yeah, it's like yeah. 25 minutes. You know, I'm making dinner. I can listen to Criminal. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much the media I've been consuming in the last week. We're here today to talk about our Oscar predictions. Yes. Now, I want to talk about what should win and what will win yes. in these categories. And I've just pulled the major categories because like film editing, 
I don't really know or care. And I know that I'm part of the problem. Yeah, I should I care about the craft, but... Uh, Whatever. First of all, we don't have time. Second of all, like, who actually cares? So let's start with the big one. Let's start with Best Picture. Oh, we're going... Let's, let's go big. Okay. All right. Uh, in case people are listening and they like, kids starts crying or something. Best Picture, just to refresh you, the nominees are Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, Black Klansman, The Favorite, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Now... Eli, tell me what you think should win and what will actually win. Okay, full disclosure, I have not seen Vice yet. Okay. I will be watching that this week. It's the last one I need to see. And fullish disclosure, I did not finish Black Panther. <gasps> so if you hate my take on Black Panther, then you can criticize me for having a take despite not having seen the whole thing. I, I feel pretty confident that neither Black Panther nor Vice will win. Okay. I think that... Roma should win. Yeah. I think that Roma is a thousand miles ahead of any of these other movies. Yeah. I sent you my list, my ranking this weekend. Mm -hmm. Let me run through it real quick. I think Roma's number one. I think The Favorite is number two, which is a movie that was not for me, but I recognize it was an impressive movie on a lot of levels. I did not think it was a bad movie. I think it was a movie that was not for me. Yeah, sure. Okay. Number three, I think I put Green Book. Wow. And that tells you how bad Oof. this category is this year. <laughs> yeah, it's when a I, weird, when weird I, one. When I put the list together, I was like, no, that can't be third. <laughs> I mean, it was like a... F- you haven't watched it yet, have you? I have not. It was a fun movie to watch. I was entertained, but eh. See, the problem is I haven't watched Green Book yet because I don't want to. Yeah, this is kind of rough. Yeah. And then number four... I put as Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. Number five, A Star is Born. And number six, Black Klansman, which I really wanted to like, but it's just kind of a mess. So I just couldn't. So I think Roma should win. I sort of think that Green Book is going to pull it out. I think that we're all going to be really surprised that Green Book pulls it out. It's, It's got momentum. My understanding is that The Favorite does not have very much momentum right now. I read this article over the weekend. A bunch of um, people interviewed all these Oscar voters, many of whom said that they liked The Favorite, but they didn't want to throw their vote away on it because they thought it was going to be too weird. And they wanted to, like, throw support behind one of these, like, others that is getting momentum. So I don't know what's going to happen there. That makes me really mad. I do know that in recent years, I guess they changed the voting structure where it's a ranked voting where I think before the voters would just pick their favorite and yeah. now they rank them. and it, Which is better. Which which maybe is better and maybe would help a lot of movies like The Favorite that people wouldn't necessarily want to rank as their number one, but are likely to put it toward the top. And so it kind of helps it get momentum where you have other movies like Roma. This will be really interesting to see. Pretty much everybody agrees Roma was a phenomenal film, but there are a lot of people who are really mad about it because it's Netflix. And so I'm wondering if you're going to have voters who just out of spite throw it down at the bottom of their list. Okay, but it was in theaters. It was. It doesn't matter, Mac. Like people are mad about it because Netflix, it is a Netflix movie that was made available to the masses on Netflix. Those people suck. I hate those people. I hate those people too. And it's hard to take the Oscar seriously when you think about how political it is. It's like, are we even actually voting for what the best movie is or for what campaigned the best? Anyway. Can I tell you how difficult it is for me to get to a movie? Mm -hmm. And I'm like upper middle class. But for me to get to a movie means I find a babysitter. Uh I pay that babysitter. I find a time that's going to be optimal for all three of my children for me to leave and go see a movie. I pay to see the movie. I'm looking at like 50 bucks for me to just see one movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. For anyone living below my income level, like it gets harder, incrementally harder, right? Yeah. Like I, we need to be better about this. I agree. I agree. Did Roma kind of change your perspective? Because I feel like the needle moved for you a little bit on this topic. When we talked about this maybe a month or two ago, you expressed a little bit more discomfort with the fact that we were maybe moving away from going to movies. I still think that going to a movie is a fun experience. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I'm willing to indulge in. And it's something I'm willing to spend money on because it's important to me. But for people who are struggling financially, I think that it should be available. It should be an option. Yeah. I mean, I usually rent movies on Amazon. That's usually how I see movies. Yeah. And it's way more affordable. Yeah. Netflix, you're still paying for a subscription. I don't know. I yeah. I think that movie theater shouldn't die, but I think that it should be more available to see these gotcha. movies that are bougie or whatever. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So what about you? What do you think will win and what should win? I really think it's going to be Roma. In both, I mean, I think it should win, and I think it will win. The only thing that could throw that is if it wins Best Foreign Film, hmm. which I hope they don't do. I hope they don't just give it Best Foreign Film yeah, because I do think it's the best movie I saw this year. Okay. What do you think gives it its biggest competition? Probably Green Book. Yeah, so you agree. Your second favorite is The Favorite, right? Yeah, in and then A Star is Born. Okay, but you think Green Book is the most likely outside of Roma to actually win. I do. Yeah. And why do you think that? I think it's very polarizing. I think you loved it or hated it. Really? And if enough people loved it, yeah. enough of these voters loved it, it could win. Have you heard a lot of buzz about people hating it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. For the reasons that we've talked about, the, the race we, yeah. issues. Yeah. Okay. And the disservice they've done to his family, the character of Mahershala Ali's family. Oh, because in the movie, I guess it portrays him as having no contact with his family. Yeah. And that's not accurate. Oh, interesting. And so his family is upset about that. And it's like, whose story did they tell accurately, the white guy or the black guys? Ah, uh, interesting. This white filmmaker. Okay. That's a big controversy I've heard about it. But have you heard people dislike the movie as a movie, apart from sort yeah. of that? Yeah, just that thing. it's kind of cheesy yeah. and dated. Okay. And yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I really think it will be Roma, and I think it should be Roma. Cool. But maybe I'm too optimistic there. All right. Let's talk Best Director. Okay. Okay, so we have Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Powell Palowski for Cold War, Yargos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Adam McKay for Vice. So I haven't seen a lot of these movies, take it for what it's worth, but I will just say, again, the directing... And just the filming of Roma, it's like one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life on every single level. Yeah. And so I will be perfectly happy for that movie to get as much attention as possible. Yeah. I thought it was really, really unique the way they filmed this thing and the way they kept the camera on this one character and had the family sort of living its life in the background and only catching glimpses of that. I've never seen a movie do that before. Yeah. And so I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I don't think Black Klansman deserves an award in this category yeah. because I think it was a mess. And I think that that was the fault of the writers and the director. Oh, and I don't know that Spike Lee has ever won an Oscar. I think they included him obligatorily Felt out like, of obligation. Really? Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Black Klansman, I thought the acting was really good in it. I liked all of the people in it. That was the best part of the movie. But yeah. the writing was cheesy, kind of over the top. And then, again, the story felt like a mess. And that has to be kind of a writing-directing problem. Sure. 
So that's my thoughts on this category. What about you? So wait, who should win and who will win? So of the three movies that I've seen on this, Roma, The Favorite, and Black Klansman, I think Roma should win. And I think it will win in this category. I think he is really well respected, and I think he's going to get his credit here. The Favorite should definitely be considered seriously, though, because it is pretty creatively done. Yeah. And you can tell that there was some really creative directing going on there. Yeah, I I think it should and will be Roma, but I would not be mad if it was the favorite. I agree. Because the favorite surprised me at every turn. Yeah, I agree. Acting nominees. I have some thoughts on this. So Ooh, I can't wait. Let's talk actor in the leading role first. We have Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe for Ad Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Okay, you go, Meg. This is a rough one. This is a rough category. I think if I had to pick, it would be Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Me too. Me too. Again, haven't seen Vice, so I don't know about Christian Bale. Haven't seen Eternity's Gate. Have you seen that? No. I don't even know what it is. It's about Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, it's that movie. So it's not going to win. Okay. Okay. It's like a period. I will be irate if Bradley Cooper wins. (laughs) I know you will. He did nothing impressive in that movie. Viggo Mortensen, I will be really annoyed if he wins. I think he was fine in Isn't Green he Book. just kind of like, hey, I'm Italian? Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. But when you compare what he did compared to Rami Malek, yeah. Rami Malek, the way he performed the music in the movie and brought that energy to the screen and really took on this character. I know that we just talked about it being a little bit cartoonish, but it really was fun to watch. And it was impressive. Yeah. Christian Bale, the criticism I've heard of Christian Bale and Vice, and I haven't seen Vice because I just feel like my eyes are going to roll out of my head. I just don't know if I can do it. Like, I just feel like we're fueling Trump supporters at this point with a movie (laughs) like Vice. But I've heard that Christian Bale is pretty much just in like a fat suit and that's the character you know like Mm -hmm. he's got so much makeup on that it's like is he acting or is he in a lot of makeup this is how i felt about that winston churchill movie last year yeah yeah which you hate the darkest hour the darkest hour the darkest hour of my life watching that movie (laughs) oh you hated that movie so much real bad (laughs) okay let's talk actresses okay Um, more fun category yalitza aparita Cio. Cio. Aparicio. Spanish. So yeah. Cio. For Roma. Mm-hmm. Glenn Close for The Wife. Ugh. Olivia <laughs> Coleman for The Favorite. Now, okay. If you were to pick the main character, the protagonist in The Favorite, would it be Queen Anne? Would it be Olivia Coleman? Because I think it's Emma Stone. I think I was... Emma Stone is the main character of that movie. I don't know. It starts with her. It follows her story. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I don't know why Anna's, Olivia Coleman is the nominee. Olivia Coleman is really good. She's at a it. gem. She should be in but supporting. You, should be, you think she should be supporting? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm not bothered by the fact. I think that they could both be considered leads in that All right. movie. All right. It's okay to have more than one lead, but only one of them is nominated. Emma Stone should have got. All three of those women should be nominated. Yeah. All three of them. Way over Glenn Close. Really. Yeah. Did you see The Wife? No. I know you hated the movie, but I thought you... She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Okay. And, like, I get that she's Glenn Close, and she should be awarded at some point because she's never won an Oscar. I just don't think it's worth this movie. Okay. Okay. Have you seen... Give it 101 Dalmatians. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Can You Ever Forgive Me? 
I have not, but I've heard she's really good in I it. I really want to see it. And um, I love Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, me too. I know that's an unpopular opinion because she Isn't does a it? lot of garbage. No, you know what? It's not an unpopular opinion. It is the popular opinion is to see that she does a lot of garbage and a lot of really good stuff. Yeah, I guess the garbage pays the bills, right? She is like on these polar opposites. <laughs> yeah. What I've noticed is if she's involved in the writing, it's pretty bad. And if she's not involved oh, really? in the writing, it's pretty good. Oh, so she's a better actress than writer. Yeah. Did you see St. Vincent? Yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah. With Bill Murray. Yeah. And it's a more serious role. And she was great in it. Yeah, she was. So I'm excited to see that. Lady Gaga, if she wins for A Star is Born. Will you light your hair on fire? <laughs> I will buy a gun because I don't own one currently. And I will shoot it at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> It's a long process to express your anger. You're going to have to go through a background check. expensive process. <laughs> All right. So who should and who will win? Uh, I think Olivia Coleman deserves some credit here. Having not seen Melissa McCarthy yet, I think Olivia Coleman deserves some credit here. I think she should win. I think Lady Gaga will win. You really think so? Well, she'll get credit for the song. Don't you think that's enough? People will vote for her song and then that's kind of it. I don't know. I think it's enough, but I think that there's a strong possibility that she takes this category. People want her to get an EGOT. Yeah. They're like, and she's, you know, sure. She's better in it than Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's just talking in a voice. <sighs> Olivia Coleman, I think, should win this. Um, she's so good that, in the favorite. <laughs> that moment where she yells at the guard uh-huh. <laughs> is iconic. There's at the beginning of the movie, the very, very, very beginning, she's. Goes into her bedroom with the other actress, Rachel Vice. Rachel Vice, and she's kind of getting undressed from this speech that she just gave, and she's talking excitedly about like, was it good? Do you think? Did you like how I did that speech yeah, or whatever? Yeah. And right from the beginning, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun to watch. Didn't end up being fun for me to watch, but <laughs> she was just like so good and so uniquely portraying this powerful figure in this old time kind of movie. She really did an amazing job. She's amazing in it. Yeah, all three of them are amazing. Yeah. But- I think Olivia Coleman is a legend status at this point, given her age and the stuff she's done before. Okay. Uh, so for maybe that reason alone. Okay. Actor in a supporting role, we have Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Woof. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver is really good in Black Klansman. Is he's, he a Klansman or is he FBI? Um, he is, he's police, it's local police, and he goes and joins the clan as an undercover agent. Okay. He's really good. Okay. I think that he deserves some credit for this movie that I think is a mess. Okay. That's fair. I think that Sam Elliott was the best part of A Star is Born. I don't know that he deserves an Oscar for that. I've heard really good things about Richard Grant's performance in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Okay. So I'm going to say Richard Grant should and will. Okay. All right. We'll see. Actress in a supporting role, we have Amy Adams for Vice, Marina de Taviero for Roma, Regina King for If Bill Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Vice for The Favorite. Who do you think is better in The Favorite? I think Emma Stone is better in it. I agree. I think we see a side of Emma Stone that we haven't seen in any other movie. She's vicious. Vicious. And she's literally, actually, not afraid to kind of get in the mud in this movie. Oh, yeah. And she's just kind of this dirty, gross character who's mean and trying to claw her way to the top. timing is so funny. Mm -hmm. I think she's great 
in everything that she does. I did think Marina de Tavira was really good in Roma. Is that the mom? Yes. Oh my gosh, she was so good. And I think that the woman, I feel terrible that I can't remember her name, but the lead actress is also very good, yeah. but she's more reacting than acting in yeah. a lot of it, and Marina is very, very good. The scene in Roma when the mom is sitting around the table toward the end of the movie with the kids and explaining to them what's kind of happening with the family. It was like one of the best scenes I have ever seen in a movie. And she carried that scene. She's breaking bad news to her family with this kind of mom smile, like everything's going to be okay vibe. Yeah. Oh, it is so it like broke my heart. She is so good in that movie. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick over her or Emma Stone, it's very apples and oranges for me. Mm-hmm. I'd be pleased with either. Yeah, same. I think Regina King might win it, actually. Okay. And I, to be fair, I have not seen If Bill Street Could Talk. I haven't either. So we'll see. Okay. And then the last two categories I've included are screenplay, both adapted and original. So for adapted, we have The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I could not finish that movie. I couldn't either. <laughs> We talked about it, and it was Skylar, actually, who said the Coen Brothers' humor is really sad. Yeah. And I was watching that movie. I was, I'm so bummed out It right makes now. you feel bummed out. Yeah. Yeah. Black Klansman. And, of course, we're not including the names of the screenwriters, because who knows the names of screenwriters here? <laughs> Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Bill Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born. I, I think that If Bill Street Could Talk should win. Okay. I think A Star Is Born will win. Mm. What are your thoughts? I just don't want that to get any attention ever, no matter what. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? <laughs> the Ballad of Buster Scruggs was impressively written, I think. It just, it bummed me out way too much. Yeah. I think I made it halfway and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So I don't know. Black Klansman doesn't deserve this recognition, I think. Mostly because they took a really cool story and didn't do it well. And it kind of bugs me. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of bugs me. I don't know. I could see A Star is Born winning this category, and it makes me mad. You better get a gun ahead of time. Yeah. So for original screenplay, we have The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, Vice. Now, I've heard First Reformed is incredible, Hmm. and it being shunned out of Best Picture is the real travesty. Really? What is it? I don't know what it is. It's about a pastor or a preacher who meets this woman, and he kind of becomes atheist and environmentalist. Which I've really simplified it there, but I've heard it's really, really incredible. Huh. Okay. I think Roma should win. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad if First Reformed won. Oh, boy. I think Roma will win. Okay. I agree. That's my guess on this, and I think it deserves it again. Yeah. So those are our predictions. All right. Oscars are this Sunday. Yes. February 24th. We'll see how many of these play out. I'm usually all or nothing with my predictions. I either do really well or Mm -hmm. really poorly. Mm -hmm. The Golden Globes, I felt like were a mess. Oh, If what wins at the Golden Globes wins at the Oscars, I might swear off the Oscars forever because (laughs) woof. (laughs) That was bananas. It was bananas. Anyway, we'll see. We hope you watch. We'll talk about our reactions next week. Okay. Sounds good. It's either going to be we're really happy or really sad, I yeah. think. <laughs> Remember to leave us a good rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever you use to listen to this, and we will see you next week. Bye.